Who's in the wiggle house? Who's in the wiggle house? Who's in the wiggle house today? Manny's in the wiggle house. Rob's in the wiggle house. Steady talking garage doors and construction all day. <laughs> I can honestly say I've not heard that tune. That's that's like the, the if, tune. If you have kids, you'll that's know. That's the tune? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's yeah. in the and wiggle house? Who's in the wiggle house all day long when I'm driving? I'm singing it it's it's in my head when you're home you're singing it you're humming it <laughs> but yeah if you have kids you you know you know that song oh you know the there's, way some, it goes. <laughs> there, there's some gcs in this city that yeah. could probably be uh that song could be sung to them man oh on the homes they're building <laughs> yeah <laughs> just saying yeah, some yeah, right yeah rob welcome to the show thank man you. thank you for having me it's great to have i think we booked this about 15 years ago yeah yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's been a while but why yeah. has it been so difficult to get a garage door guy on the show uh just busy yeah, things are busy. Yeah, it's Good been great. You, yeah, it's been great. It's always been busy. So yeah, it's it's yeah, we're moving along. It's okay. Things just trying to take care of clients and yeah, being customer service guy. It's all about client relationships. That's all it is. Eh? You can't That's ignore it. that stuff. You can't ignore the phone. You can't ignore any of that stuff. You're running a business. You have to attend to everything. Absolutely, got to be on top of it. Be proactive. It's but you got a whole team too. No, like we have a team. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's uh, very important. Um, yeah, it's when you have a good team around you, it it makes everything a lot easier. Okay, we're gonna get we're gonna yeah. get into a, all kinds of obviously garage doors. Yeah, talk about that business, course. everything that's assessed, attached to garage door, garage doors, all kinds of stuff, talk, right? And, and then we're gonna yeah. talk about construction. We're gonna yeah, talk about running a business, entrepreneurship, all that, all that stuff. But yeah. let me do a couple of uh, shout outs. Phil, heavy duty homes. I've got his long sleeve here. It's actually getting a little cooler. Leaves are starting to turn. So thanks, Phil, uh, for the tea. Uh, and then I also want to do a little shout out to uh, Tools of the Trade, uh, the boot camp. They're actually doing really well. There's a like they're they're an amazing program. They they have these little workshops that they that come along and they just park them every so often, one two day workshops, and then they they get a bunch of people coming in and they get their hands on experience. They start talking to real tradespeople. They start getting a very good idea in the business side, the skills side, and everything. So they they just sent me a note here and just you know wanted to give me an update on what's going on. And I'm like, guys, good for you. So huge kudos out to those guys, and check them out if you guys can. Anybody who's listening and they're interested in trying to get into the trades and they don't know where to start tools of the trade is a the boot camp is a perfect spot to start awesome so uh i got rob how do you pronounce your last name man kenazaris kenazaris it's almost like can azores <laughs> it's almost like yeah. that maple overhead garage doors triple w maple garage doors.com you can get them at their phone number which is 905-738-9231 and then also you can email rob rob at maple garage doors.com and find them all over social media at maple doors um where do we want to begin this conversation yeah why did you get into the garage door business or is it the garage door business or is it the overhead door industry well, we're a family business, so my father started Started this. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, the story stems from my father at the end of the day. So he started this with my grandfather back in the late 70s, early oh, wow, 80s. Eh? So we go back a very long time. Um, I love mom and pop shops. Yeah. And uh, like every family business, you've seen the highs, the lows, and you've gone through it all. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, he's been doing this for many years. I hopped in this business 15 years ago. That's my, that's where my story begins. But yeah. his story is uh, started uh, back in 1998. We moved to Maple, Ontario. That's when the name Maple oh, okay. Garage Doors came so to you fruition. You guys moved there when there was just cattle. <laughs> yeah, pretty remember, much. Yeah, <laughs> one lane, killing <laughs> Rutherford, just yeah. like <laughs> it ain't like that these days. No, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's 
it's quite the chaos. But uh, but yeah, so from from that point, my father, uh, you know, he loved the game of garage doors, right? And he went on his own and basically started gaining his own clientele throughout the years. And yeah, and then I popped in 15 years ago. I, I love the old school guys. Yeah. And without them even realizing what they were doing, yeah. they were all about customer service. Absolutely. They knew the value of a handshake. 100%. Like they didn't... They, in today's world, it's just this whole paperwork, contracts, yeah. and all this crap. Yeah. But back in that generation, it was just value attached to your word. Absolutely. And that's how he probably built and started and continued that business. Absolutely. His, uh, your word is your bond, right? Your yeah. word is everything you have. Without your word, you're, you're nobody, right? So that's the lesson that he taught you to get started when you came in. Yeah, and, right. he, and then you took it, I guess, on a digital platform. Yeah, so when I got involved, I started doing the installations. Uh, we were just like a two-man crew back back in the day, 15 years ago. And it quickly uh, grew. I got involved with the sales uh, process. And then I started doing the marketing, the branding. And uh, yeah, it's... What was the marketing and branding before that? Like, what was it? <laughs> wasn't much, was it? Wasn't like, much. Was it just like signs every it so It was like, uh, like a logo with like broken springs garage door on on the truck and his personal phone number made sense yeah it made it, sense. for the time yeah i worked yeah. right um but yeah so i just had to like flip the script on it and just adapt with the times i mean 15 years ago it's to think about it, it's you know time flies but yeah back then it was uh he didn't it was just really referrals word of yeah. mouth right yeah. they knew my father okay he'll take care of things and you know i've learned a lot through him you know for uh like throughout the years like you learn right and uh yeah it's uh, yeah you learn a lot i don't know uh, why clients don't spend more attention to the garage door especially in, in north america and i could also say probably in the states yeah. as well too is that the garage face mm -hmm. is a good i would say maybe a third of the facade of a home these days yes absolutely for the most part right yeah. I, I know that they've been trying to do some sort of subdivisions where they're parking the garages back in the back alley now creating a back alley laneways kind of laneways and, and yeah. they're trying yeah. to do that in a suburban yeah. environment that's yeah. that's the all over the place in, yeah. in toronto as well too yeah. but it's the same thing when you go down those alleys it's just garage door after garage door and yeah. now it's being changed where it's garage door and laneway home mm -hmm. and, and that's yeah. happening too yeah. but it's just i never understood why people never maintained took care understood the square footage that's associated with that image curb appeal mm -hmm. they just give me the cheapest six panel colonial crap i never understood that man yeah. dingy you know what i mean yeah i mean I, i've always tried to reinvent the game when it came to the garage door so when i got involved i i really wanted to change the game like everybody was doing the standard colonial stuff and i said no this this can't just be it so i started reinventing the wheel bringing out different products doing my research and just like learning it um and yeah i i, I always like to have a certain garage door for each certain house it, the, your house should be custom should have that custom feel right I totally and agree we've done thousands of garage doors over the years and that's like if you know who we are you'll understand okay yeah maple did that one maple did that one and yeah that's what i like to see right and you know there's one of those things you just yeah you just have to adapt right do, do clients adapting. don't they understand that you open your garage door more than you do your front door yeah that's one of the main i would say 
openings to your home. It's the largest opening in your house. So if you don't have a hoarder's nest of a garage, right, where everyone just parks everything and leaves a little alley, get into the door or whatever, and you actually properly organize your garage. Yeah, utilize it for sure. Exactly. Use the space for the purpose of that. I've always argued that every room in a house has a purpose. Yeah. So just design it and build it and work it for that purpose. Absolutely. Including your garage. Yeah. So if you actually have space to park one, two, or whatever, how many vehicles you want to, Then you get home, you hit the garage, it opens up, you drive in, you yeah. close the door, and you go in. Yeah. But you're literally using that door more than you are the front door. But yet Absolutely. clients only care about spending the big bucks on the front door, which is probably what? Less than 5% of the facade of your door, of your home. Of course, yeah. Versus the garage door. Well, you'd be surprised what we do. If you've seen it. No, I've seen yeah. your product. <laughs> yeah. And it stands yeah, a lot out. Of, a lot of people are putting like, like, it's unbelievable, like the amount of designs that are coming through. And we're working with designers, architects, builders. We're constantly creating different types of products. What's the trends? What's going on today? Like I know off mic, we were just talking. I was yeah, saying 20 yeah. years ago, I was probably, yeah. I, I think I was actually yeah. factually. I was the first one to put a black flat panel. Well, it was a grain flat panel yes, of course, door. Yeah. And yeah. I had to force the installer to paint it for me. And I yeah. had to sign off on the warranty <laughs> because they wouldn't, they wouldn't warranty yeah. it. Yeah, Back in the day, it was just like brown, yeah. clay stone. Chocolate, ugly brown. Yeah. And yeah. no black. Now everybody wants black, obviously. Uh, but nowadays, I would say the most popular trends are fluted designs, um, flush panels, something more clean, contemporary. You know what I would love to see? You probably brush stainless. Brush stainless. Would I be crazy to put a brush stainless garage door in a residential area? I'll be happy to make it for you. Wouldn't that look sexy, though? <laughs> like everyone's talking DeLorean these days, and they, they you know have what? that. I, I, did, I did fabricate something like that. My team... Fabricated something that, like that. I think that would look kind of juicy, yeah. man. I'll send you a picture of it. It was pretty unique. We Im- implemented a, it was a flush panel garage door, and we implemented some stainless steel accents throughout the garage door. It looked really cool. I think that we, I'm, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not knocking black. I mean, yeah. the black looks great. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's I, trends, right? I guess All the only trends. problem is that if you're not paying attention, you're drunk or whatever, and you're trying to move your vehicle into the yeah. garage, and then you're like, is it open? Is it closed or whatever? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hit it. But I'm not saying you should be behind the wheel of a car if you're intoxicated. <laughs> I'm not endorsing that. I'm just saying that, I mean, with other options, other than, like, I don't, I don't think there's a purpose for a white garage door. Not anymore, no. <laughs> well, the thing is, for me, it's, it's always complementing what's on the home, right? So when, yes. I, when I go see the home, I'll always look at the home, see what we're working with, uh, the window colors, the front door, um, even, like, to the landscaping, so... It gives me a better idea of what the client should put on this home. And then I give some input, show them some inspiration. They give me their feedback, and then we just put our ideas together and come up with the perfect garage door. What's the rule, Rob, here? Like, I used to years ago, I'd probably say a decade ago, Mm -hmm. I had a rule, I guess, that I would just start paying attention from what homeowners were asking. Mm -hmm. The front door would match the garage door. The garage door would match the side door, but all the windows would be a different color. My thought process these days is that all of them should be the same color. That's just my thought process. Again, it comes down to what you're looking for. So many of the times, like you have a front door that has a stained finish. So they might want to match the garage door to that stained finish. So we do that. So we do custom stains and paints in-house. So if it's a stained wood door, front door, you're matching your metal? It wouldn't be metal. It would be more of a wood product that we would do. Um, we would match that to the front door and uh, have that consistency. I would say that's a that's an expensive door for a garage door. You'd be surprised. It's like a it's like a bare bones Toyota Corolla <laughs> at that point. No, yeah. it gets up. There. I mean, it's wood. It, it gets up there, but we we make it affordable. 
yeah, we're we're. But then you got to maintain it too. There's maintenance, but that's the thing. There's there's maintenance with with all synthetic yes. products, right? Very, Let's very, be real true. here, right? Yes, yeah, very, very uh, whether true. it's a wood door, fiberglass, garage door, it still needs maintenance. Yeah. And the big misconception is in our industry is. I want a maintenance-free uh, fiberglass door, but I, I tell homeowners. I hate that, that term, maintenance-free. Yeah, it's not maintenance-free, right? So let's just, like, we have to put that there, right? You have to put a gel coat, gel stain on the garage door, even your front door, right? Like, when I purchased my fiberglass front door from my own home, I was told, oh, it's maintenance-free. And then now, look, a few years later, the door's yeah. starting to fade. Yeah. It's turning white. It's yeah. getting awful. It's, it's chalking out at the bottom. So for me, when you're trying to match the front door, I always say, listen, Yes, wood door, there is some maintenance involved, but at the end of the day, you get what you want. At least yeah. you could change the color down the road if you need be, and you have more options, yeah. right? So, yeah. That's so I w- I w- I'd love for you to talk about, because I always gravitate towards quality, and it's worth Absolutely. the money right. to spend it this way, right. because I go back to functionality of a room or of a device that's being used in that room right. or that area, I want to maintain it. I want to like just keep it clean, keep it safe, keep it all kinds of stuff. I don't want to constantly be replacing it. Right. And that's the crappy thing about you guys. Like, and, and that makes a lot of sense too with you right. guys. You're selling a product that hopefully will last yep. basically that person's life, that homeowner's life that they're there. They don't Absolutely. necessarily have to come back to you to replace that door that you just sold them. Absolutely. But they're definitely going to endorse you of course, to other yeah. people. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, Give me two lists here. Give me, let's, let's, let, like, I want to dissect the garage door. Hmm. Like, I've seen the cheap, thin, tinny, smaller casters. It's like, bad. All, it's bad, right? And it's, it's even just, worse now, man. It's like the McDonald's version of whatever. Yeah. And, and I'm not knocking McDonald's unless they <laughs> become a sponsor, then that's a different story, right? But I'm just yeah. like, what is the difference? Because I know what quality, thickness, heaviness, like stuff like that. What makes the difference between a good quality garage door and then a really crappy mainstream door that is being sold to almost everybody? Well, when you're dealing with the steel, it's so right now the Toronto GTA market, they're being flooded with these low quality doors. It's a big problem right Made now. Made out of what? Thinner gauge metal? It's the steel doors. So right now there's many of these low quality steel garage doors that are being promoted throughout, you know, just for the homeowner that's looking to replace their garage door. They have no idea what they're getting and it's the quality is bad. So they promote it as a two inch thick door right? R16, but they always leave out the brand. So the brand is, is very important because you need to, you know, do your research and see, okay, this company has many years of experience. They know how to manufacture a proper garage door. For example, like Garaga and all these bigger brands, Upward Doors, another one, look, they're made here locally in, uh, in Milton. They yep. make a great product. Yep. Um, but these, you know, companies are coming here and they're creating their garage door at a much cheaper price but the quality is horrendous so it's the foam injections that they're using it's low quality the steel the gauge of the steel is is it's terrible and what i've been seeing lately from that end is like you go drive around the gta you'll start to see doors bubbling delaminating and you start to see it and the homeowners are now calling me like because i quoted some of these jobs pre-covid yeah and we're price points were off maybe by two to three hundred dollars but I always tell. What are you talking like? What five percent? Yeah, yeah, five percent. And and I always tell them, okay, there's always there's always a reason why someone's cheaper. Yeah. So what is it? So then I'd start doing my own research and I start doing my own things and I figured out, okay, so this is what they're doing. So our industry is full of 
tailgaters, truck and ladder guys. They buy a garage door, whatever. So they'll actually use the old hardware off the old oh. door, put it on the new garage door in order to compete with us. So that's what they'll do. Because Isn't we, it more time consuming to get a laborer to remove that hardware and then put it on? And what if that hardware is actually not functioning properly? What are they, lubricating it to death? And this is the problem, because now I'm getting calls saying, hey, you know, Rob, I know you were good to us. We didn't end up going with you at that time. So How do you handle it, that conversation? It's a tough conversation. because At the end of the day, I, I help all of our clients, right? That's just who I am. It's, I've always been that way. But, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so, right? <laughs> it's kind of one of those situations. But I go there and I see this, and I'm just shaking my head. I said, well, how could somebody even do this, Right. So in did our the homeowner not see this? Like, did they? They weren't people there. People are oblivious because at the end of the day, they're just looking at the bottom line, the price, right? So like, oh wow, I, I managed to get my garage door for this price point, right? And then you know, two or three years goes down the road, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have a situation, and that guy is no longer in business. He's changing his name. It's a big problem for us right now in this industry. Again, he'll use another panel that's inferior. He'll it's it's a big problem right now, and I'm trying to find like ways to like because I'm like trying to figure out how we could regulate this a bit better, right? Because, you know, homeowners are getting taken advantage for right now. And I'm always about educating. So right now what I'm doing to prevent this, I'm telling homeowners, just come to my showroom, see the difference. I'm just trying to educate them a bit more so they understand, okay, this product costs this because of that. This is this quality product costs this. This is the reason why. But I revert right? back to the homeowner not understanding that you have to spend a little bit more money for yeah. the quality. Yeah. And they just look at it like, it's just a garage door. I don't give a crap that's about it. Thing. But that's the problem. It's not just a garage door. It's not door. just a garage door. There's a lot. You got to remember, the garage door takes up a lot of the front of the home. There's a lot of elements, right? You're getting the, the snow, the salt. Yeah. You're getting tons of elements to the garage door. So there's a lot of wear and tear yeah. on that garage door. And if it's, you know, if there's not a good product, you know, you're going to have problems down the road for sure. But and they it, just, are they, are the majority of homeowners... They're like, we'll get to that if it ever happens. We get the sense that it may not ever happen. It might, but it may not. And You're we'll taking be fine. that chance. It's your hard-earned money. Why? Like, it's a it's a tough call. Like, I leave it in their hands at the end of the day. If you still opt to go with that that route, no problem, right? But the clients who know us, like, we're like, I would say, eighty percent referral based, right? So people who know us, they know. Okay, you guys care about the quality. But you're like a small community that's slowly like educating people properly. I educate all my clients. This is the way it should be. Absolutely. But the thing, what happens when you get a client that's just refusing? Like, no, I don't want to spend more than this. This is my number. If you want to work with us, great. And if not, there's no problem at all. You have no problem that, like, listen, you've given them the best. There's no, and I've always said this. Like, yeah. This is your price. Yeah. This is what it costs you yeah. to basically install this door for Absolutely. your home, right? Absolutely. So for you to be coming back at this person, a supplier, a right. tradesperson, or whatever, and you're asking them to do a dramatic discount, right. you got to understand, there isn't massive markups on garage doors. There's not, no. You no. guys aren't making a car's worth of profit Definitely on every not. single no. door that's being no. installed, right? No. So you've got a margin at that point. Absolutely. So it's like at some point you got to say, this is my bare bone. Right. This is my bottom. This is for me to operate a business. I'm right. still operating a business. Absolutely. I'm not just a hobby guy who's coming around and just being like St. Nick or whatever yeah, and absolutely. helping everybody out. Like yeah. I'm operating a business, but I'm also going to back up that business. 100%. That's a real question to ask them. And, and I know that most homeowners, are, they go back to that. If it breaks down later on, then we'll deal with it. Some homeowners just don't, they don't want to listen, right? You know, and that, I, like I said, I always leave the ball in their court. Like we always try our best for our clients. We do what we can, but. 
You almost you know, want to leave your business card <laughs> and then a flyer for a hearing test <laughs> clinic, right? It's like, because you're not listening, man. See me in two to three years. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> well you know it's unfortunate is that yeah. the, i guess the remember back in the day your yeah. dad probably would remember is that yeah. you would drive around neighborhoods and you'd have that one panel it's on an angle yeah cables like, are off broken cab- springs broken yeah. spring or yeah. whatever it is yeah. but i guess today is like you have those problems but now you also have that bubbling going on because the foam is inferior the right. metal is inferior right. Right. the house is parked geographically speaking right. in the worst possible location Absolutely. and you're getting full sun on summer days Absolutely, like for yeah. most of the day yeah. That's just, that's an oven at that point. It is. It's hot. It gets really, really hot. And then if it's an inferior product, it's going to bubble. And then you're it's, like, how do we explain it, that? It will fail. And that's, I can, like, when, when we get to those conversations, I always say, okay, no problem. If you want to see the difference between a good quality door and our quality door, I'll give you a list of addresses. Just go drive by. See for yourself. That's what I'm, you got to do. That's it. It's, it's Go see for yourself. Very, very simple. When you guys were doing it back in the day, two guys... How long would it take you to install a double car garage door? Like two single doors or one big double? One, 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 do, one, sing, one big door. So one big door, it was about an hour and a half. <laughs> Buckles my mind how fast yeah. you guys are. Yeah. How are the guys today? About the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like you guys are like, like machines. Like you come in, you well, it's about it, it's about systems, right? So yeah. we know what works. The you know our teams they understand what works, and they've been doing this for many years. So they understand. Okay, this is the protocol. You know, tracks, garage door. Like they they know how to set up everything, and they just they just get to it, right? But the only thing that will slow them down is like the site's not ready. There's a yeah. mass trying to yeah. you know just but yeah yeah it's it's all about having that you know, foundation and keep learning and you just get better at it, right, over the years. So the other argument that I had when I installed my door and I was forcing them to paint it is I wanted the backside painted too. And he just refused. He was like, why are you painting the backside? I go, it's inside the garage, man. I don't want to see a white door on inside the garage there, right? So then he eventually he did it. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, just listen to the, I'm asking you. Get it done. Yeah, yeah, make it it better. Like it's just, and and now it's a really good door and it's still holding up and it's still there. And it's just like, doors are supposed to last a long time. Absolutely. 20, 25 years on a good quality product. Minimum, yeah. Could even last longer. It could. Depends how, you know, often you maintain it, right? Lubricate the door and. What's failing though? What do you, you might fail like a caster, right? Is that what would what would fail on a garage door is typically the garage door springs and the cables springs yes uh, the moving parts I've changed the springs once now yeah yeah Yeah. well they run on cycles right so I didn't do it I hired a professional there you you go and you should definitely hire a professional absolutely I don't want to find out the Newton force behind that spring it's it's ridiculous I've had clients uh, they they come to our facilities our warehouse and. Listen up, guys. If you love top-line products and are interested in a dealer opportunity, you're going to want to hear this. I recently installed a box gobbler wall insert from MB Sentinel on the garage wall adjacent to my front porch to make a secure locker for my package deliveries. Let me tell you, the user experience is pure freedom. I can now make returns right from my home and I don't even have to be there. Even knowing what it was supposed to do from the get-go, it still made me smile when I experienced my first delivery. If you want to see the scope of work the install requires, you can find the video on my socials. So check them out, mbsentinel.com, or call them directly for dealer details at 1-800-910-4251. And again, that's 1-800-910-4251. You know, we, we want to help them, and they say, no, I'll do it myself. And I say, no, no, well, no, no, no. <laughs> and, and it's typically like the older folks, right? They want to 
and you then give him, you give him the hearing test and you give him an eye patch now it's like listen you come back with a broken arm yeah one of them did they came back with a no. broken arm yeah i came back with a bro and i said i like what are we trying i was like okay go you guys go do it i'll pay the service you just go get it done i said was it worth it yeah i don't know what i was thinking i thought i can do it but you know like yeah that's harsh it's tough yeah but i guess you just old school old school european yeah, of course it was. <laughs> of course it was, man. <laughs> yeah. But I just like it's ah, the professional man. Like yeah. these, these are still moving parts. These yeah. are still moving components on a on a like a big moving. People don't understand that like it's it's heavy that door. And if you don't Absolutely, know how heavy yeah. it is, it's when the spring breaks and you got to try to lift it up. Yeah, you need like two to three people depending on what yeah. type of door it is, right? Yeah, yeah. So now are we? I, I want to get into a little bit of. Um, I guess the mechanicals of it, because now yeah. you've got all the sensors going on, which yeah. sometimes mother nature f messes with those sensors, right? The sun, yeah. if it hits a certain angle. Yeah. I'm getting like, I don't know, on a weekly basis, like 30 to 40 phone calls regarding safety sensors. They're just what they're tripping or they're, they're well, not. It could be like a variety of things, right? It could be uh, spider webs on the sensors or back to maintenance. And you should be looking at it. Right. And, and uh, but again, we're about educating our clients, yeah. ensuring that, you know, hey, this way should be done. Oh, thank you. Oh, I, Rob, I need a service call. Uh, send, can, can you send your team? Yeah, no problem. But before I do, why don't we just have a quick full, uh, phone conversation and see if we can fix it over the phone. So then we just have a quick, you know, phone conversation and we fix it over the phone. Oh, you saved me a service call. Thank you for that, right? Oh, look, nice. look out for this for next time, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, the sensors are one of the most, it's very finicky, those things, right? So, uh, you know. One of your kids maybe hit with a bike or a scooter, or you grab the shovel, you knocked it off. Snow prevents the door from yeah, closing. Yeah, and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So the sensors are like that. That's what's going on. That's typically the number one call. I would say safety sensors. Yeah. So simply adjust it, and you're ready to go. And then I guess the what's the what's the bar that's connecting to it from the that's the uh, motor operating arm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a goose. Is it? I don't know what the. Maybe I was just. Someone told me it was a gooseneck or something. Goose down. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The <laughs> like but yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. But so, so basically, yeah. other than that, then you've got yeah. the actual opener itself, and then you yeah, should you spend the, the money on like a good quality opener because, yeah. I guess for the purpose of it being quieter, because yeah. it it reverbs right. And I'm Absolutely. looking forward to a show that we're going to do in the near future about yeah. sound. Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot about that. And that's sure. the number one complaint that they've heard over and over, especially when you've got a room or above a, the door, above yeah, above the garage the, door. Yeah, yeah. You'll always hear that opener when it, when it's, it's great. If you got kids and are trying to steal your dad's car or something like <laughs> yeah, that, it's course. wonderful. But, yeah. but it's just, you got to like, just spend the money on a good quality yeah. opener. Yeah. Right? It goes a long way. Yeah. Like uh, the number one brand right now is LiftMaster. LiftMaster is the number one, number one brand in the industry. So they have uh, your typical chain drive, your bell drive, your side mounts. What's better? Uh, right now, I I feel side mounts the way to go. Um, if you have the space. If you have the space, but we typically, you know, we'll find ways to put a side mount motor when we can. Yeah. I know off mic we were talking. Yeah. I can't fit it in mine as much yeah. as I wanted. I can't fit it. <laughs> is a belt better than the chain or is a chain better than a belt? Uh, well, the belt is still, it's a steel belt, so it's still very reliable. It's very strong. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, but most of the motors, if you are going with a trolley operator that's being mounted right down the middle of the garage door, the uh, belt drive would be the way to go. Okay. Yeah, we're selling many more belt drives over chain drives over the past few years. So yeah. how did someone, okay, the, the side mount openers, they came from commercial applications, right? They, am I, they correct did. me if I'm wrong, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it was basically the large, heavy steel doors that were used for fire halls, yeah. ambulance uh, carriages, things like that, right? So 
how did the science behind that work? Because you've got a mechanism that's grabbing onto that bar yep. on one side of a balanced operating system. How does it know to turn that thing equally so then the door doesn't like that's all electronics? So like uh, I figure you would yeah. need two of them to balance it up, but you don't, I guess. No, you eh? don't. No, you don't. You got to remember too the the main component is the spring component, right? So. The spring is what lifts the garage door up. The okay. motor just, you know, pulls just it up. It turns it. It turns it up, right? So, you know, you would think that the side mount motor or the, or the belt drive motor is like one of the main things lifting up the door. But in fact, it is the spring. The, the garage door spring is what pulls the door up. That's what lifts up the garage door. Yeah. All right. So yeah. security is a big thing. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, I'm getting a lot of these calls right now in Toronto and from my it's i've never seen it like this cars being stolen and rob how do we reprogram remotes and how do we uh you know how do we protect ourselves from these thieves and it's I, it's, it's unbelievable how do we how, how do we cars? protect i know off mic before we got started you were mentioning that there's a rolling codes now because i had a problem with that with the latest one that i installed maybe about two three years ago and i totally forgot i gotta give a huge shout out to joe fernandez there from jr doors right nice. so he does all kinds of doors as well nice. so i know him through instagram and, and and just garage door guy but he also does windows and doors nice. um but yeah he's the one that's he installed that opener for me and he was telling me that 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 particular model didn't have the rolling codes because i guess it was probably about a four or five year old model but they started implementing the rolling codes right well i feel that they the technology has been around for many years to be honest may not um, have been on that one particular maybe not on that model okay. in particular but uh going back to how to secure your home a bit better when it comes to garage doors i'm always you know telling our homeowners hide your remotes do not leave your your handheld remotes in the in the uh, in the car hide them because they could break in press the remote and then they have full access so i've seen that happen wow um nowadays there's these new motors that come with cameras they're built-in cameras um but now you're just watching the TV show of your house being violated. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. There's Tune in tonight. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm getting like, like I said, five to ten calls a week of what cars about, being stolen. Right what out about of the, the cars that uh, you can um, pair to the actual car itself and not use the opener? Is yeah, that the home, the home link. Yeah. So I wouldn't even. It's 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 honestly it's it's a tough call because then you have access at that point too, right? If you break get into in, the car, hit the mirror, hit uh, the button, and they get point, in, huh? right? So right now, I, I did see something online um, that I think is a good deterrent. It has nothing to do with garage doors, but it was like an alarm system. I think the company was called uh, Avas or Avas Security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And They've they been had, on the show. They have they? Oh, yeah, okay, Avis, cool. Yeah, yeah so I've seen them on Instagram. I've seen, I, I did see like... Um, yeah, the motion cameras. That thing, but it was like an alarm going yes, off. Yes. And I said, that would be a great deterrent for these situations. It makes a right? lot of sense. That, yeah. that would be, so everybody's asking me, and I said, there's only so much that we could do to prevent these these situations. Aren't happening. the side mount openers better because they've got a locking mechanism on it? Yes and no? You'd be surprised what people do. Take a, take a yeah. They're going to just cut it? There is a situation that I, I had. I'll tell you a little story. Guys, you got to hear this story. These guys are just. You got to hear this story, man. It was incredible. And the, my client shows me the video. I'm looking at it. What the guy did was he cut into the garage door. He backed up his F-150. He put a chain around the garage door. Rips so that you see the guy crawl through the garage door. You see, like, I don't know, a minute later, the garage door being pulled off the house. Car gets, it reverses. And you see the garage door going down the street with sparks flying, everything. And the car right out, gone. 
So they actually cut a hole into the garage door panel. So there's nothing really that will... Nobody home? Yeah, they were home. They woke up. They heard a big bang. And by the time they went down, it was gone. It happened so fast. It happened so fast. Yeah. Listen, man, I wake up when I hear the opener. Yeah, it was happened so fast. Yeah, these are professionals out there right now. How are they cutting the hole without making noise? I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Are there but they did like it. A, are there tools out there that have silencers on them? <laughs> I have no idea. Because I mean, Dewalt should be paying attention. To <laughs> yeah, them, honestly, that's, I just like I don't understand I, how I, they make when, that noise. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, th- this is a big problem right now. If if somebody can actually rip a garage door off the house and steal a vehicle, I said, yeah, this is, there's a problem out there right now. Do you remember the old school? I'm going way back in the '80s, man. Like, how did we lock our garage door? First yeah. of all, we didn't have openers. Yeah. Right, so it would have been a wood garage door, yeah, and it had that one little flat piece of metal that just went right into the track. Yeah, it was like a little lock that yeah. you go through there. Yeah. Right, and yeah. then you had the key turn handle thing on it. That's that from the outside. On the yeah. outside, that yeah. had the cable on it. Yeah. And I swear to you, today that's what you would want. Yeah, but it doesn't aesthetically please on the outside. Right. But I go back to function at that point. Right, and that's why when I first saw the side mount operating yeah. systems, they had that bolt. Yeah, it helps to a certain door, it, it helps to a certain point, right? But there, it's not like totally secure. Like it, it's it's a good gimmick to have on your garage door, but it's not everything, right? At the end of the day, I always tell homeowners if somebody really wants something, they they will do what it takes to get that. We had uh, it's very unfortunate. But. We had Ontario Ballards on the show here recently, and that's going to okay. get posted soon. And we were just I was just joking with him. Was, yeah. Are we going to get to the point where we're going to have to put a lift in the garage in the concrete floor? I've seen that done. Yeah, the, the wealthy have it, and then you <laughs> drop your vehicle underneath, and then they can't access the vehicle. You're walking into a garage that's completely. Oh, empty, you mean one of the lifting systems? And it just goes right into the oh, ground. I, I got to show you a video after. Yeah, we just, I was <laughs> I was at a, a nice house uh, the other day, and they yeah, the, the wealthy yeah. people they, they can. <laughs> I'm know. talking about the mainstream yeah. people. No, now. but they had those bowlers. I saw. I saw. Yeah, one, uh, they're, they're, yeah. they're getting more and more yeah, on the driveway. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. But they're also being asked to put them right in front of the garage door. Oh, really? Because yeah, if they get into the garage door, because that's what they're saying is that they're figuring out ways to actually get into the garage, whether it's oh. cutting it open or operating it from the opener itself. Wow. And then getting inside, and then if there's ballers there, then you can't get the vehicle yeah, out of there, too, right? Yeah, yeah, right? But it's just it's kind of weird that you you're trying to fight aesthetics, yeah, pleasing, yeah. Of the, the home, you don't want the home to look like a penitentiary or something like that. No, of course not. No. You want it to be protected, no, but you also don't want to be, you know, someone breaking in and steal stuff, of right? Course. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of scary, man. Yeah, it's different times right now, I would say. So yeah. you guys do all kinds of doors, though, right? Yeah, all types You're doing of like, okay, so all kinds of overhead doors, but there's also yeah. boathouse doors. and Yeah, we're doing boathouse doors, um, flush mount garage doors is a new trend. What do you mean flush mount? So basically the uh, garage door is flush to the face of, uh, of the home. So when you're looking at the home, if you see the Instagram, we were, we're posting quite a bit of them. It's basically flush with the exterior of the wall. So when you're looking at it, it looks seamless. That's and then you hit cool. the garage door and then it opens up. So it's How does it open? It comes in? Yeah, there's certain hardware that we use with that garage door, and we just work with the, um, the carpenters or the siding guys, and we collectively put our ideas together and say, okay, this is what we're going to do, and let's let's make it work, and we're always working with each other on that particular system. Are so those those doors unique. that you guys are working on, they're, they're like, they got the ver- the vertical grooves of wood and just to kind of integrate it into the siding? Yeah, like the new tech wood. Stuff like yeah, that. The yeah, the new tech wood. Uh, we're doing a lot of those new tech wood garage doors these days. Um, yeah, they're quite unique, so we're, oh, yeah, so we're basically, uh, yeah, working with a lot of these siding guys now, Maybach, and, and 
we're just bringing all these new products to the table. But the flush mounts, it's it's really cool product. So how does it work with you guys? You're you're adhering that material to the face of your garage panel, Correct. right? Yes. yes. And then it's 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 getting cut it's on getting wherever. It's getting and then yeah, the siding guys will cut accordingly to each section, and yeah, are, we just are we ever going to bring back the knee kickers? What, the one piece? Yeah, those one piece <laughs> ones that fold out and just I kick get, your knees. I get, I get a few of those inquiries, but... They're still like, out there. For residential? Well, people still own those. They still have them on Oh, like in Toronto. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah, know anybody yeah. that's... Yeah. Or, like, do they still manufacture those? Don't? Um, they make them for like uh, like uh, for like the uh, airport hangers. They have those, yes. like, like those yeah. hangar doors. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A few of our architects that we work with. They wanted us to implement some of those on a residential application, but some of those companies, they don't want to certify it. There's a lot of liabilities. Yeah. Uh, there's hydraulics and all these uh, things involved. So, but yeah, one piece doors, no. Because you got to remember, even too, with the snow kicking out, but then again, the wealthy have, you know, heated garage, uh, heated uh, driveways. driveways so. You don't need to worry about that <laughs> yeah, exactly. stuff. But yeah. but yeah, the one piece, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, you, you see a lot of those in, in uh, Europe. Europe. Are more and more people getting into glass doors? Yeah, yeah, glass garage doors are extremely popular right now. So frosted yeah. or clear or whatever, I uh, guess. It's frosted. It, they want to bring the glass. light in, right? Yeah, it all depends on on your situation, right? Some homeowners want the more privacy, so they'll go with a frosted finish. It gives it a bit more privacy. Then you have your tinted glass. It's almost like a car tint. You can still see uh, into the garage. So, yeah, it's. it's can you it's, do two way mirror? Yeah, yeah, we have mirror. Yeah, we have mirror glass options. We also have uh, back painted glass options. We're actually installing uh, two of those uh, tomorrow on a job site. That would piss off a neighbor if the sun hits it at a certain angle and it just like bounces right into their house. <laughs> yeah. It's a little <laughs> unique, right? But it's what it is. Yeah, it'd be interesting because yeah. now you could be standing inside the garage door and you're looking outside and nobody can see you, right? Yeah, like that's kind of interesting. Yeah, but then I guess theft now. You don't have to cut metal. You just break glass. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Uh, there's no winning, man. There's no winning. <laughs> I know, but the garage is such a huge amount of space. Yeah. Like, obviously, most people park their cars in there, but a lot of people actually turn it into little kind of chill-out suites, right? Like man caves or what have you. Nowadays, yeah. They, like gems. I've been yeah. seeing them turning to gems. Um, what else? Uh, some yeah. yeah, I say gems. I can't hang out quarters and stuff, but... It's unbelievable because sometimes we're working on these large luxury homes. They're like four, five, six car garages, and it's like they still park on the driveway. <laughs> and it's like you have all the space. Park your car in the. In That's the, my biggest the, gripe: is to walk yeah. around the neighborhood yeah. and see garages just full of stuff. Yeah, eh? yeah. Where does this go? Ah, throw it in the garage. Yeah. I'm guilty of it, right? I have three kids, so it's like okay, in the garage. <laughs> what's, the, <laughs> what's the smallest garage door or smallest overhead door you've ever installed? Smallest, smallest? width. Smallest width, I would say uh, six. Oh, the width depends on the application. But can you make like a standard thirty-six inch wide pad? Like, well, we would do. Door? We would do those on not not really for like an entry, but it would be for like a cabana. We've done them many times on cabanas, like pool mm. cabanas. Yeah. So some uh, some of the builds have um, like the pool cabanas with an opening. So instead of a shutter, they would do like a glass. Yeah, yeah. So we would, they would put their countertops. We'd have a nice glass garage door, powder coat the tracks, black, and uh, they would actually have a functioning garage door there. You're powder coating the tracks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a standard for us. You can do that now. You have no idea, man. Oh, that, that's that's you have no <laughs> that steel's been bugging me forever, yeah, man. Yeah, we we've 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 been doing this for years, right? So that just yeah. disappears now. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, many of our projects have black powder coated tracks. It's becoming more. 
like a luxury thing, right? So like you're in your garage, you have, you know, epoxy flooring, slab yeah, wall, yeah, yeah. make it look clean, you know, finish off the look completely, right? So yeah. how does, like, okay, you, what's your, your go-to, um, I know I use the word grease, but it's not grease, right? Yeah. Solvent, whatever, that you guys use. To, but if you've got a powder coated track. Yeah, you can still lubricate it, though. So you still With lubricate ground, it, yeah, and that's yeah. it. It's, it's going to be fine. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks it looks super clean. All the hinges, all the all the parts, it looks incredible. I and never it's thought to paint them black, man. Yeah, we d I've done them. Uh, we did it even for the for TFC too. We did their uh, their uh, their bar area. We did like red tracks or something. I can't remember what it was. You, but can't, we, you can't really paint it, eh? Because it's gonna chip away. No, you gotta use powder coat. You gotta yeah. go powder coat. Powder coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powder coat. And so what about the bar and everything? Like everything. The spring and everything. The no, spring, no, but no, but, but that's like, already black. Yeah, it is, but like sometimes, like it, it all depends on like, like the weight of the door. There's certain things we can and cannot do, right? So we just try to play it safe when we're. So doing, here's a dumb that. question. Then why? There's does, no dumb question. Well, <laughs> why does LiftMaster make their units red? No, they're black now. They're, uh, there you go. Yeah, they're bl well. The jack shafts are black, right? And they're the yeah. New the jack shafts are black. Yeah. But the actual unit itself is frosted plastic covers for the the black. The but lights. those are silver now. They're like uh, silver color. Okay, okay but yeah. the actual unit. See, the unit I have is it's red, red. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. LiftMaster's color. Yeah, yeah. Now they're silver black, more modern. So now they're black red. now, eh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going black, man. Yeah, man. Going black. And I got yeah. powder coated track. Black, just clean, just timeless. Okay, here's the other problem I have now. The openers, though, the keypad on the outside. Beige, I know. <laughs> this drives me crazy, man. Oh, I, so, I, it's so a battle every day. So, so they've taken the effort to make the unit know. black. You're powder coating the track black. It's, I, it's a constant it's like, battle it's like with that. Oh, know. by the way, here's a beige little keypad. I, I don't know what. Uh, I literally yeah. stood there with Joe looking at him going, you know, I'm really tempted to just to spray this keypad, man. That's what, that's what homeowners do, yeah. Yeah, it's, or some homeowners say, hey, you know what, let's not install it on the jam. Let's put it on the side of the house, take take it away. Can you not find yeah. a different keypad from some other place in the world that has the same signal or can get connected? It doesn't operate the I, same I don't, way. I, I don't know the connectivity of it. It just like, drives me crazy yeah. that it's beige. It's almost the same problem I, I have with exterior. I've been battling them with that. Yeah. Exterior yeah. Uh, receptacles. Yeah. It's either you go gray yeah. or brown, I think. And white. And white. Yeah. There's no black? I think they're just introducing black, Finally. but the price point is insane, though. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Why? Like, because it's black. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so okay, so the keypads have to change to black. Yeah, I'm working on that with LiftMaster. I've been in contact, Good. like because you know we uh, we're we're a big partner with them, so we're always I'm always sending them ideas. Even with uh, like for example, some of our garage doors are extremely heavy, 800 to 1,000 pounds. Some of these products, very very heavy. So the motors that they have now, these jack shafts, are only rated up to about 850 to 950 pounds with the battery backup in it. Wow. But some of our doors are we're at that threshold, like eight, nine hundred, nine hundred fifty, a thousand pounds. That's heavy. And obviously, we don't want to use a commercial operator on a residential home. They're very loud. Doesn't have the same, you know, um, user friendly features. So now they are coming up with something with a bit heavier that can lift up to about twelve hundred to thirteen hundred pounds for residential applications. Not all yet, but uh, they're coming out with that. What's the standard height of a door these days? What is it, six eight or seven uh, feet? No. Uh, I would say on the luxury side of things. No, no, just on the average, average, average home. Uh, I would say because we also have a division of subdivisions that we do. Okay. Uh, in our business, so we uh, we install uh, for subdivision garage doors. So they're about eight by eight is a standard size garage door now. Before they were eight by sevens. Mine's not eight feet high. 
There's no way it's eight feet high. Yeah. The opening? Yeah. The I, I think it's seven. Yeah, that's a, that was a standard, standard, but now everything is getting to like So eight that's what I was getting to. Yeah. So, so now they're making them eight, and I've seen them yeah. even some as nine. Nine by eight. Again, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. We just did a site in Richmond Hill. It was 65 garage doors, and they were nine by eights, actually. Yes, yeah. So here's the kicker. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of municipals, they don't allow commercial vehicles to be parked on residential driveways. Okay. Right? Because of signage and just neighborhood. They don't right. want that kind of crap, right? So right. I know that Woodbridge and up in Maple area, no, no. No decals on any commercial vehicles we can be parked on a residential driveway. It's a oh, bylaw. Oh, really? It's a bylaw. Oh, okay. Because I remember my plumber telling me this, and that's why he bought a black Sprinter, so then he can park it there because he has no decals on oh, okay. whatsoever. Wow. But here's the kicker. At nine-foot garage door, you're still one inch too short to drive a Sprinter into. Nine feet wide. Okay. So the Sprinter is an average Sprinter, not a four by four. Oh, why four is one. that? No, the, the, the height of it is nine foot one oh. inches high. Oh, the height. The height. Okay. The high okay. roof one. The oh, high the roof high one. roof one. Okay. Right. So it's just because that's what I, I was always paranoid about parking my Sprinter van. Right. And I would just park it back up to the back of the garage door because if someone wanted to steal it, that's how they would enter. But yeah. then again, now you got these jokers who are cutting just metal and they just cut the metal. Yeah, I exactly. see them cutting the sides of the doors okay. now and they're opening up the door and they're getting in. They're stealing it. It's just like it's insane. And yeah. that, what it bugs me is that it's most likely another tradesperson that's breaking into that work vehicle that's taking life. Unfortunately, yeah. It just sucks. Yeah, man. that does suck. So now we all have to pay attention to how we secure everything, right? Absolutely. Oh, this is brutal, man. Yeah. Well, we all have to look out for one another, right? I mean, you see something odd. like you know, We've all been approached by that guy who's yeah. driving by slowly and he goes, hey, you want some tools? <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, sure. Give me your name and number and where you yeah, live. Exactly. And th- let me just get a photograph yeah. of your driver's yeah. license. We'll connect later. later. Yeah. yeah, we'll connect later yeah. and I'll connect with you. Yeah. yeah. And then you got some speakers while you're at yeah. it too? Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. So just, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just shady how this world is. Eh? Everyone's yeah. just want to try to make a nickel and a dime. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, you know, it, that's, that's yeah. Short-term game, right? You always got to think long-term, right? Even when it comes to those types of things. So maintenance, I think you were mentioning every season you just go in. Just take care of for maintenance. Yeah, I would say just lubricate. You know, for uh, really maintenance when the seasons change, give it a quick spray, right? You uh, guys offer maintenance. You guys have a yeah. We have yeah, a service. Course, we have right. a service crew. Yeah, they'll, they'll come in, take care of it, and yeah. it's running better. Yeah. Is there any way to make the doors quieter? Um, what can we do to make the doors quieter? Quieter, like you just have to use good quality components to the garage door, right? So nylon uh, nylon rollers with ball bearings, good quality hinges, tracks, um, the springs, good quality springs. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, like that's all you can really do to make it quieter, right? But it's not like in the future, you're not going to get even more quieter than that other than... No, other than the side mount motor, right? Side mount motor is extremely quiet. That was a quiet unit, yeah. yeah. So, the be- so the motor is typically what you would hear more of than anything. You hear the motor humming, right? You hear that as it's opening. So you hear t- typically the motor more than the garage door. If you just lifted a garage door up, it's, it's chances are it's not that loud, right? But if you're, it also depends. There's many factors. If the garage door is 16-foot door, it's a wider span, there's a lot more flex to it, that might make more noise than a small single-car garage door would. Okay, I've got another gripe about doors. Yeah. I know that I have an inferior door or someone installed an inferior product mm-hmm. When over a few years you start seeing a double width garage door yeah. sagging in the center. In the middle, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it's you got to use the proper parts. There's reinforcement struts that you can use on the back of the door, yeah. strain things out. But they're bit, never right? there, right? So they, they yeah. bought this cheaper door. Of course. Always go, that, comes back to that, right? Now you've got this curve and all of a sudden you've got like a little gap it's there. It's like a banana. Yeah. 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 It's like it's all it's just it like when it comes to garage doors, it doesn't matter if you don't pay now, you're going to end up paying later. You always pay later. You always <sighs> pay later. Yeah. It's going to bite you later on. Absolutely. So why not just spend the money now and then all you got to do is just maintain it, wash it, just keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. If there's any surface dust or any uh, salt, like just give it a nice hose, hose it down, wipe it down, make sure everything is all, you know, clean. Right. Um, proper maintenance. Right. But. How durable are, are how durable are the panels these days? Because I mean, I don't have kids. You've got kids, but I'm assuming yeah. like back in the day, hockey day, hockey and pucks, and are they that durable? They're not that durable. They're not that durable. Well, I mean, they're durable to a certain extent, right? So if if you throw a listen up, guys, if you love top line products and are interested in a dealer opportunity, you're gonna want to hear this. I recently installed a box gobbler wall insert from MB Sentinel on the garage wall adjacent to my front porch to make a secure locker for my package deliveries. Let me tell you, the user experience is pure freedom. I can now make returns right from my home and I don't even have to be there. Even knowing what it was supposed to do from the get-go, it still made me smile when I experienced my first delivery. If you want to see the scope of work the install requires, you can find the video on my socials. So check them out, mbsentinel.com or call them directly for dealer details at 1-800-910-4251. And again, that's 1-800-910-4251. You know, a hockey puck or something. You're, you're a basketball, you, you ain't going to do anything. Basketball, not so much, but it's more like the hard edge surface, like like a puck or a, one of those hard... Um, the uh, hockey balls, like the orange ones, like yeah. that's going to put dents all over the door. That's Tennis you balls. You tell your kid to take up badminton. That's well, what you I, tell I just tell the homeowners, <laughs> take it to the neighbor's house. Go to the neighbor's house. The neighbor's going to call you to change their door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you do this on purpose? Yeah, it's my sales tactic. I, I would say that. Go to the neighbor's house. There's nothing really that will... Go to that neighbor's house now, too. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, There's nothing really that will prevent that, right? It's the, it's still a hard it's, surface. It's a hard surface, right? Yeah. You have your steel and insulation but it's at the end of the day it's foam injection on the inside so there's no real structure inside of the panel that will prevent uh that uh, you know prevent that damage when did they start injecting the foam into the doors was like we're talking about like the turn of 20s like 2000 no but they've been Even around before that. they've been before that yeah yeah, the yeah. 90s yeah yeah they've been they've been around for quite some time but they've evolved with their processes and how they make these types of doors right that was the funny years for you, man. Was it a pain in the ass to just get pro parts and product and telling homeowners like, yeah, we'll install the door next year. Like, was it bad for you? Um, I Has always got normal now. It's definitely normalized. But during those times, it was um, it was it was controlled chaos. Right. So but we've ta we've taken a lot from that, I would say, you know, it, it definitely taught you how to manage a lot better and how to pivot accordingly, um, you know, because for example, during those times, garage doors, you're battling pricing. There was many price increases. Then on top of that, you couldn't get parts, right? So without the parts, you can't install the garage door, right? So there was a certain time where you couldn't get garage door springs. So we would have garage doors installed throughout Toronto and GTA with just a garage door with no springs. They couldn't even use the garage door. Use it, huh? So then you're, you end up having to go back, put the springs on and, and get it going. And there was a short period of time with that, but it was it was challenging. It was more the price increases than anything because we kept getting hit 
like month after month after month, 12%, 15%, 12%. So a job that we coded three months ago now, hey, you know, it's already gone up 30%. Like it was, it was, it was unbelievable. But we managed to make things work, you know, lost a bit of money, right? But we just, just kept rolling with it, right? Well, it's kind of unfortunate that like the manufacturers were increasing costs because yeah. they saw their, their need to still hit their profit margins. Yeah. But you guys, boots on the ground, I call. Yeah we're not increasing the cost in the same increments. No, we were eating a lot of costs. You were eating a lot. Yeah, yeah. Which is unfortunate, yeah. man. Yeah. But now you're you're trying to get back to normal, trying to get back to running a business normal. Well, now it's, it's efficient more than ever, but now, you know, we're at the point where it's like, okay, we supported you, you know, as a partner throughout those times. We, everybody made their Where's money. Where's the love? Where's the right? love? Okay, so, hey, guys, you know, it's time to start bringing this stuff back down, right? They're not like, going to do that. I've got prices down. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. And I've passed those discounts on to our clients for sure. Absolutely. It only I'm, makes I'm more, sense if it went yeah. up because you had to implement certain manufacturing yeah. processes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but now you've already done all that. Yeah. And now you've gone back to a system that's working the way yeah. it was before somewhat. Right. Then these costs should not be this high. Well, you got to think of it, right? You have your lumber costs or lumber costs down now. I don't even know. Commodity. Yeah. It's, it's gone down. I haven't yeah. looked at it yet, but so it's reasonable still. It's reasonable, days. right? Yeah. So like steel... Same came down they yeah. came down yeah. so why, why why is the price still up right exactly so that's that's my that's my thing capitalism with it, right? yeah man <laughs> it's terrible i know but you going yeah. to the end user and going listen it's capitalism it's yeah. it doesn't it doesn't fly for them right no. they won't justify that no they, they they won't but you know they understand that's what we were dealing with at that time things have you know they've evened off which is great we, we can continue to get product at a good pace so yeah, things are a lot better for sure. We're in, a, we're in a good position right now. Man, I'd love to see a brush stainless flush panel door like you were saying that design. I'll make it. I'll make it one day. Like you do like a like a DeLorean inspired garage I'll do it. flush panel. <laughs> I'll bring it up to With like a Trans Am little red good. glow back and forth <laughs> on the very bottom whenever there's a criminal thinking, coming by. Like that would be wicked. Yeah, maybe like some like LED strip lighting yes, as well. That'd yeah. totally be wicked, yeah, eh? Yeah. Get away from the house. I'll come up with something. Stuff like that, right? <laughs> What kinds of funky, you know what I always liked, and I, I only saw this one time, was a garage that was um, semi-attached, not attached, but it had two doors, one in the front and one in the back, so you can open it. So like a tandem, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and I always thought that was like the wickedest thing ever. I was like, I was in awe of what that looked like. And Even then, some, some, some uh, sub, uh, the subdivisions, they're, they're doing, doing that. it like that too, yeah, right? Yeah, some, some projects, they have that, yeah. You can walk right through, bring your lawnmower to the back. Yeah. Yeah. Utilize the space a little bit. It makes efficient. so much sense, yeah. right? To do that. Yeah. What other kind of funky doors have you guys done to put together? Um, Anybody ask for some craziness or anything like that? Craziness. Uh, not, not so much the craziness. It's more of like the, the sizes of the garage doors. How like, big can we get? Like 22 feet wide, 25 feet wide. I was asked to do a 25 foot garage door. Why do you need a 25? That's the exact response that I gave. I said, who needs a 25-foot garage door, <laughs> right? So we scaled it back down, and then we end up going 22 feet wide. But even 22? It's ridiculous. What's the standard double, 18? 16 feet. 16? Two-car garage, yeah. And they wanted 25? Yeah. Nine feet. That's yeah. another garage door. Yeah. It was, yeah. But we ended up going 22 feet, which is still very, very wide, right? Is it possible to create that whole opening, but would have like three doors that are kind of flush connected to each other? You would have to, you would have to build the home a certain way, frame it a certain way, 
to achieve that type of look, you're almost looking like more of like a flush mount door. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be like flush with yeah, the but face what's of the, the real purpose on why you need Archi that large of an yeah, opening? It's the architecture. It flows with the home. It's, this is the opening, right? And But a car is only so uh, wide, right? It's, it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. So yeah. even at 22, were you nervous about the yeah, weight? Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. They're big doors. Even my, my dad's like, oh my son, you're pushing the limits here. You know what I mean? But I'm like, okay, let's try to figure this out. He probably they thought want. never in his day that he would have to put that big of a door yeah. in yeah. someone's home. Yeah, it was like a thousand or yeah, it was like twelve hundred pounds. Yeah. Big doors, right? But I'm always like communicating with the architects, even sometimes the homeowners, right? Just we always have to come collectively, right? Because the homeowner might not even know about this. Like, oh if I knew I wanted if if there was an eighteen foot door, I would have went with an eighteen foot door, right? But hey, you know, sometimes you just I was trying not to get involved with that part. I right? stopped by a job site and I was just looking at it and they had uh, the four garage doors, right? Four single garage four doors. Four single garage, nice. And uh, they, they felt like they were nine feet tall. They're probably nine feet wide or something like that. Nice. But it was parked on the side of the house. So you okay. have to make the, the left turn to okay. get in there. Nice. And I briefly met the homeowner as I was leaving. And I was like, yeah, you're nicking every single jam of those when you're driving into that thing. I guarantee you. Oh, hitting you the will. side frames. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Because there wasn't enough space to make that turn. Was it a subdivision or just like a custom home? It was a custom home off of a pretty rural, busy road. Okay. And so, like, the way the house was parked. Right. And, and then they parked a garage maybe 30 feet away. Interesting. And then secondary double car garage, but triple length as a workshop. So oh. they, they only left 30 feet in between that structure and the home structure of the garage. And then there's four garage doors. And now every single person that's going to get into that garage door has to make a sharp left. Of course, absolutely. And I'm like, I'm guaranteeing you, you're nicking every single jam <laughs> here on the left side. I absolutely, guarantee yeah, you. 100%. Unless you're going to do like a three or four 15 yeah, point you, turn to you get in there. should have went wider with the garage door or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just like that's just poor planning at that point, yeah, absolutely. right? Like yeah. you just you got to understand that sure you're hiding the garage because they probably did that to hide the face yeah. of having four doors Could at, have been, at yeah. the face of the house, yeah. but now you've created a much bigger problem when people are driving home and they're coming into their house. Of course, yeah, There's a lot of things you have to when it goes into the home, you know, building and the planning and all that. You have to really be on top of it, right? Because even certain situations. Because at the end of the day, we do many, many large custom homes and midsize and everything in between. Um, but some of these projects, if you're not planning, like there's a lot of situations where like low clearance, low headroom tracks and some of these builds in Toronto, there's HVAC running through the ceilings. There's no there's no space. So it, all, it always comes back down to planning and communicating with GCs, architects and, and all that stuff. As nice as the powder coated tracks are. Yeah. You ever had a client ask you to do like some sort of trim work that hides all that track assembly and then just has a groove where the wheels, the casters just go through it? I think we've done something like that in the past. Yeah. Yeah, we That'd have. That'd be pretty slick. Huh? But. But. That's the but service. If you ever have to service it, right? So there's a lot of things that come with that. Like we've done one where it was basically hidden within the ceiling space. So the garage door went right into the ceiling. So oh. when, you're, when you're looking at it, you don't see. Disappears. It disappears, right? Yeah, but how do you service that, that now? That's the thing, right? <laughs> the install has to be perfect. We still haven't got any calls. This was done about like seven years ago, but it's one of those it's things. It's possible. Anything's possible. It's possible, but yeah, do some damage to the ceiling and all that stuff, right? So I just try not, I just say, hey, let's make it functional. 
Let's make it look good, but let's make it functional too, right? I'm just thinking more and more people. Get carried away here. Yeah, they're they're making their garages a lot more livable space, Absolutely. friendlier space. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've got an epoxy floor, and I I enjoy walking on it with my That's my, my feet, sure. right? Absolutely. So it's like I don't have to worry about it. And every yeah. so often, you just hose it out, right? Yeah. That's all it is. But I can see people asking for certain things just yeah. to hide certain mechanical of components of the door, right? Of course. Yeah, they'll build something around, like, the motors, and they'll do the best they can, right, to make it as clean as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So where do you think, trend-wise, okay, we talked about black. Yeah. What else are people asking for these days? I guess black and smoke glass. Just black, aluminum glass. Uh, we're heavy into these flush mount garage doors these days. Um, Nobody wants grain anymore. They just want flat. Smooth finish. Smooth finish flat, right? Yeah, that's that's the number one right now. Smooth, no texture. A lot of people don't like this, the wood grain texture on the steel. So they want like a nice smooth like ACM finish type product. Yeah, um, that would be nice. It's nice, but then the thing is there's a lot of downfalls to that product. So we always have to educate the client, hey, you know what? The smooth finish looks great and all, but you will see a lot more deficiencies compared to a door that has a stucco or a wood grain embossment on it. Right, you'll see a lot more of that uh, scratches or dents. The textures tend to hide all those deficiencies. There was a tile I remember using a tile one time, which was like an epoxy filled tile. It was pretty thick. It was about three quarters of an inch thick, and it had a bunch of different kinds of different color pebbles. If anybody's paying attention to my social media back in the day, it was really uh, ironic that one of the tiles it's like two foot by two foot tile, right? Okay, it's a short story, but I'll get That's to okay. the point. But it's 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 humorous, right? Yeah. Um, floor turned out perfect like beautiful it had all these irregular shaped stones in it mixed in with the epoxy and it was nice. just a certain kind of tone was great right and then i always liked staring at the work and and complimenting the the, the, the traits that's done the work and everything like that but i always just stare there and, I, and I'm, I'm a i'm a people person that just watches of right of course yeah i'm so the same I'm, way i'm, I'm same staring way. i'm staring at all this stone right i'm looking around looking around and all of a sudden this is one stone this one purple color stone started sticking out in my vision right <laughs> And I'm like, that, that can't, no way, that can't be, right? And then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I'm changing my perspective, and I'm going around it, and I'm like, that can't. Is that what it, then I take a picture of it, and then I call the tile guy to come in here, and I'm like, and I point it. Yeah. And I go, what does that look like? And he goes, it looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and it was purple, too, at that point. And then, and then I got like going, man, I can't believe that this is like the girl's bathroom, man. Oh this is insane, God. man. So like it just, and it wasn't going to get covered by vanity. It wasn't going to get covered oh, by any, but I mean, we, we never said anything. We never told anybody or whatever, but it was always there. And yeah. then if anybody followed my social media, there was a picture that I posted and I oh, shared he did it. it. <laughs> but it got me thinking, I always liked that pattern without the penis. If you were to get that kind of pattern, like a natural element pattern and cladded the garage door with that. If I've done one like that in you've Forest Hill. You've done that? Hill. Really, huh? Yeah, in Forest Hill. Yeah. How do you, so you're adhering it to the metal? To the, to the steel. And there's we're going to be doing another uh, one of our uh, reels. It, it will be coming out soon. Uh, we did a brick clad garage door. Oh. Yeah, you got to see this thing. It's incredible. Does it look yeah. A, yeah. Have you taken a picture? Have you shown it? or Not yet. Not yet? We're just finished finalizing, you know, the adjustments on see, it. See, that would look good, too. Yeah, and that was that was... That was even more challenging because it was a flush mount door, one of these flush mount doors. So when you're looking at it, it looks like it's part of the home, yeah. all brick. Yeah, that's why I would like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially it's, if it's like an elongated, thin brick, yeah, it was. or even a darker it was. brick. It was a gray, nice, oh, like, man, it was nice. See? Yeah, wait till you see the pictures on this. Yeah, it's incredible. See, it's funny. 20 years ago, yeah. I was all about black panel, flat, yeah. and now I'm like more about interesting 
just elements, details yeah. that you can clad a door with. Yeah, and bringing that unique. It's almost like sure. a piece of art, like at that point. It, that's what I call it, garage door art. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's people, when our homeowners and clients, they, they see some of our designs, like, it's unbelievable what you guys can do. And I said, yeah, we're trying to change the game. And if I was your client standing there, I'd be yeah. like, and I really love that beige keypad right next to everything <laughs> that we just keypad. spent money on. <laughs> just toss it. Yes. Yeah, Liftmaster, wake it. up, man. Yeah, Liftmaster, please man. get on it. Get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even like, is it Tremclad or Rustoleum? They've got like the hammered spray now. Like they have all kinds of different kind of met metallic spray yeah, they, cans. Most homeowners, I feel they're just spraying it black with like a plastic, uh, one of those plastic I know, yeah. I know. But it's yeah. just, it's not going to come clean. And then no, if, it if you try to lift it up and then spray it. You'll still key, see. Yeah, no, you can't. No, it's you can't. never going to come no. clean. And then I've looked at it and I tried to dissect it and open it up. And, yeah. and I'm like, this is a can of worms, man. Yeah. I'm not touching this. Yeah, just do that or just download the app on your phone and just like... But yeah. it's nice to have the keypad there. It's nice. Or just put it on the side of the house, right? Or if you have an Apple Watch, just click it on your watch and open something crash. <laughs> but then, it, yeah, no, and that goes back to security. Now we've got to balance yeah. these two acts, right? Like it's and just it's, and it's crazy because now, LiftMaster they have this. It's called Amazon Key. So what happened? Was that the thing about the? So then, if you actually hack into it, you can get into the whole house now. That's so, so I don't know about hackers and all that stuff, but what the system allows is. The Amazon drivers, they pull up to the to the house. They have an access point for your garage door. The garage door opens up, put your package That's in. A no, 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 no. And no, I'm like, no, and they, no, and no. you know how many people signed up for this? I saw it on the LiftMaster website. It was like millions of people in the States. I don't know about here. I don't know if it's popular here uh, or not, but yeah, I wouldn't want anybody... Uh, yeah. No, we we did a show with MB Sentinel, which was basically okay. a box that you put in as your mailbox. Oh, okay. It's keypad. Oh, nice, nice. Right. So it's not Wi-Fi enabled. Oh, it's hardwired, nice. and it's it's large enough that you can fit a good sized box from Amazon. Oh, wow. And that makes sense to me. Yeah. And and he came up with that invention in the states because of all the pirate theft that was going on. Yeah, on yeah. Porches, of course, right. Yeah, of course. So I I wouldn't want my Amazon delivery as nice as the people are. I'm not I'm not giving them. Yeah, access it's a to lot of sales. Because what do you park that? in the garage at that? Sometimes you park certain well things. that's what i was thinking so for me i was looking at that i'm like okay this amazon driver okay these motors do come with a camera on it so you see them putting but what if they see oh that's tonight's episode you have a nine tonight. nice 911 there or something yeah. yeah like i don't know i don't know about that i yeah, wouldn't no, know no, I don't, yeah. no way i don't yeah. like that no. that i don't like yeah. what i guess you know what that's why i equate the mb sentinel box kind yeah. of like a modern day milk milk yeah. by a milk door whatever it was yeah. right milk box nice but it's got a keypad on it so it protects smart you. and then you you yeah, I don't want anybody walking. You might yeah. as well just invite I feel like we're allowing house. too many things to like. It's convenience yeah, of being the convenience. broken into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess at some point, if someone drives into one of your doors, there's no sense in repairing it. It's about a replacing situation at that point, right? Yeah, uh, it depends. If it's uh, really, yeah, yeah. I mean, still repairable if it's a certain to a certain extent. So, like the custom wood doors that we build and fabricate, that becomes a little tricky because we've painted the whole door. So if they hit like a bottom panel with their car, we would have to remove it, bring it back to our shop, respray it. Um, for the steel garage door side. Yeah, like you have. It depends to the to the extent. Like yeah. if you're going right through the garage, yeah, you're gonna replace all four or five panels. Uh, that's got to be replaced. But if sometimes you just hit it, you hit it hard, but not like hard enough to where it's 
creases the door, then we can fix it. We can put some struts and just drain it out as much as we can. And if the airbags weren't deployed, it's <laughs> yeah, probably repairable, right? Yeah, we've we've <laughs> we've been to some homes, and I said, "How is this even possible? Like it's it's unbelievable hitting the stone and this." I said, "Wow, like it's like water." They thought the hot's on the right, and uh, no, it's not England. Yeah, no, it's but there's a lot of uh, like even with the Teslas. So the Teslas. So recently, I've I've been hearing a lot of this. Um, Tesla has a feature where you pull up to the garage and it opens. But in the past, I would say eight months, I've been getting calls of Tesla's something something happened. Basically, the the gas would would activate and they the Tesla would like reverse into the garage door or reverse forward when they were pulling up to the garage door. So I'm I'm wondering if that technology has something to do with like like um, like what the in, in terms of the Tesla like. I don't know. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. I have but, no idea. but yeah, it caused a lot of damage. Like I just know yeah. that the sensors. I I was shocked by this. Is uh, I was parking my vehicle and yeah. the sensors are getting so sensitive now that the wheels yeah. were literally about two or three inches away from the curb. Right. And it blocked the car from going any further. Oh, it wow. just locked it. Right. So in front of the garage door. Not in front of the garage oh. door. It was just a, it was like a, a, a commercial parking lot. Oh, okay. And I was just too close to the curb. Right. And then I tried to jimmy the wheel straighter to get to just orient the car better oh, okay. in the parking spot and since i was getting too close to the curb the car stopped and it wouldn't go any further to the curb so it's like that's a curb height to the wheel and then it was stopping and so i don't understand how a tesla is not stopping from a wall surface blocking yeah. you it's kind of strange yeah it happened on like three occasions but i don't know it's uh that wow. caused a lot of damage to like the garage door we so in a situation like that we had to replace the garage door entirely and at that point are they ripping out the track the tracks probably the tracks are all bent and yeah you're just starting from scratch yeah and you'd be, you'd be grateful you didn't damage any structural right because you might yeah. have ripped some points oh the yeah there was one like recently the whole side of the the structural the stone work came off they hit the beam it shifted like it was yeah, this is rocks. someone backing out or, or driving in they, they said they just pulled in and all of a sudden the car just went forward right in right into right into the structure this right was a tesla one I know how I get involved with the test. No, no, but everyone knows how much of a fan I am. Of oh, those. you are? Okay. I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, I, know. I am not a fan, and I'm still waiting yeah. for the Cybertruck to show up. Nice. And I'm oh, still, yeah. Oh, your deposits. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't put a deposit. I know yeah. a lot of tradespeople that put deposits yeah, down. Yeah, it was a right? $200 deposit. Yeah, yeah, so that he basically yeah. built his uh, his empire. He built nice. the, the, the manufacturing process with yeah. that deposit, which is yeah. great. Smart marketing. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, right? like that. Yeah, that makes but, sense. Yeah, solar panel shingles never came to market. Yeah. Like, those are all great these of are course. wonderful yeah. ideas I agree. I agree. but if you got a car that's basically doing whatever it wants to do in your garage and it's damaging thing do you go through your home insurance do you go to your car insurance do you you're i going think that's that's i think it's both both eh? yeah you're damaging the vehicle you're damaging yeah. the home of course yeah absolutely or do yeah. you just like send the bill to elon is like, <laughs> like what do you do at that <laughs> point that's, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's uh that's yeah i yeah it's one of those things like just with the electronic vehicles, all these EVs, I don't know. With all the tech, like, I yeah. Don't, I don't get it. Sometimes, yeah. like you said earlier, it's like you're just inviting all this tech inside the house. Yeah. and Just simplify it. Why do we have to? Sometimes we complicate things too much. We don't need to. I, I'm still of the mind. I hate hotel cards. Key cards. Yeah. I like keys. 
Yeah. I mean, am I stupid? I just <laughs> I like keys, man. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know of a single hotel. You'd have to find some really bougie kind of out of nowhere, old school in Europe. Yeah. That doesn't have. You'd have to find a castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> castle with a skeleton yeah. key at that point, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be a key card. But uh, yeah, no, all this tech, man. Just yeah. I just I'm always about simplifying things. Yeah, we don't need to complicate it. Oh, okay, Rob, we're getting close to wrapping it up. What else do you want to... I think we've talked to all kinds Are of you? stuff. How long has it been here? I think yeah. it's been about... How long? I'm looking at, what, 80 minutes? No, 90, 70 minutes. 80? 80 minutes. Nice. We're yeah. getting close to the end. I just got to do nice. the 12 questions with you, and that's nice. it, bro. Awesome. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't What's know, man. But like, I'm just, I, I personally wouldn't... I'd love to have like a narrow 36-inch wide garage door. Yeah, we'll make it free. I always liked... <laughs> you know, like, I'm an old-school Toronto guy with yeah. lofts. I was like, I, I grew up on being in those haunted lofts in yeah. Toronto that you heard stories about child labor and children being killed and all this, like all kinds of weird stories right. in these places, butcher shops and all kinds of stuff, sweatshops and things like that. And uh, you get into the lifts and they had those creaky little wooden yes. doors. And like, I mean, that, I always liked that kind of stuff yeah. because it was character driven, right? Yeah. I always like seeing, I'd love to see garage doors. I'm on this kick about the brush stainless because I'd love to see a metal garage door with like rivets in it. Okay. Almost like it's an unfinished, welded door. Oh, we did one like that. Did actually. you really? Huh? Yeah. It was well. It was imported from the client, but we installed it for him. It was yeah, I think that Texas. would look that would look sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty unique. Yeah. It was like all iron. Yeah. It was. It was incredible. Yeah. The craftsman on that was was. It's was like I'm stunning. I'm beyond the flat black yeah. and and uh, it's like, trends. It's it's it comes and goes. Yeah. Like, I'd almost we'll want to smack a client are. that's asking for a colonial panel white. Eh? <laughs> I'd be like, dude, what's wrong with you, man? I get I get quite a few of those. Oh, hey, I'm don't doubt Rob, it. Rob, I'm flipping the home. Just put something cheap and cheerful. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It. Then yeah. leave it as this, yeah. and just here's a can of paint. Just splash <laughs> yeah. it right on it. Jackson you know. Polidac thing. Yeah. That's it. Put the yeah. for sale sign on. Yeah, man. It's it's incredible. Yeah. All right, Rob, let's get to the 12 questions, sure, man. Sure. What are we? Okay, so uh, Rob, how do you get it? Canazores. 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 Yeah. Uh, Maple Overhead Garage Doors, www.maplegaragedoors.com, and Rob at maplegaragedoors.com, and on Instagram at Maple Doors. What everyday sound brings you joy and comfort? Repeat that question. What everyday sound brings you joy and comfort? Everyday sound. Birds chirping in the morning. It is a nice sound. Yeah, it's calm. It's going to start disappearing soon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the howl of the wind is going yeah, to start. Yeah, I know. What's your favorite beverage? Favorite beverage? Hmm. You don't have a favorite beverage? Like the go-to beverage? It's not really go-to, no. I just no? go with the flow, yeah. Just drink water, whatever. Orange, orange juice. Quenching? Yeah. yeah. What's your, what's your least favorite tool? My least favorite tool. What tool brand are you? I'm curious. Well, I'm not really on the tools anymore. Yeah, that's what right? I mean. That's, that's what I'm curious. <laughs> well, what, what, what would your dad have been? What was he? Go he to? was a DeWalt guy. Yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> DeWalt guy. If now we're, I He think was a Stanley yeah. converted over yeah. to DeWalt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now the team has like, they're all Milwaukee and everybody. Yeah. yeah so what's your least favorite tool? I would say the grinder. Yeah harsh yeah what turns you on creatively um a, a well thought out design i would say yeah what word or concept do you find overused these days uh can't can't do it yeah what's your favorite curse word the f-bomb what's your favorite vehicle in the entire world porsche 911 
my car. GT, uh, G- no. GTS, <laughs> Turbo. I used so to work. I used to work for Porsche many years. So. Silver, uh, black or guards red or Nardo gray. I thought there was a rule back in the day, but mind you, I do prefer a black Porsche rough back in the eighties. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, with the whale tail, right? Oh, beautiful car. But there was always this unwritten rule that if it was German, it was silver. If it was English, it was green. If it was Italian, it was red. Okay. There was always unwritten rule, but then as soon as the whole supercar market yeah. came out. Yeah. The whole color thing just went yeah, out the door, right? Yeah, yellows and blues. But I mean, I, I, Porsche yeah. looks great in, in yellows. It looks great in green with a tan interior. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I love those cars. No, it's a great vehicle. Um, what do you miss from your childhood? What do I miss from my childhood? I'd say old friendships, maybe. Right? Yeah, wonder where they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what term or phrase resonates with the core of who you are? Passion, hard work. If you could master a skill outside of your own expertise, what would it be? I would say home building. My wife would even have to agree with that. You want to be a builder? I might. You want to lose money? <laughs> I just built my own cottage in seven months, so yeah. yeah. How was that experience? It was amazing. Loved it? I loved it. Seven months, Manny. Seven? <laughs> How many square feet? 2,400 square feet. On an island or not? Uh, it's in Muskoka. It's a lakeside cottage. Yeah, we did that uh, November. We just wrapped it up this May. Congrats, man. Yeah, man. So that sure my wife beautiful. says, builder, just <laughs> you have something. And I said, okay, maybe maybe in the future. But yeah, yeah if you want to lose money, I guess. <laughs> you want to lose money. You got to listen to some more yeah. of our shows. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah maybe uh, I should. <laughs> No, it, was a, it was a good rental property, so. Ah, it's a great yeah, business, man. Yeah, I know, I know. If you could speak with any historic figure from the past, who would it be and what would you ask? Oh, my goodness. Anybody in the world, in the world or in the history? I don't even have an answer for that one. No? <laughs> Can't think of anybody in the past? No. Talk to Tesla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody? No one, no. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You did well, son. That's all you need to say. That's it, it, man. That's it. Rob, man, thanks so much. Anytime, brother. Pleasure to meet you finally after we've spoken so many times. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, www.maplegaragedoors.com, Maple Overhead Garage Doors, and Rob at maplegaragedoors.com, and on IG at Maple Doors. I think that's it. Perfect. That's it. It's, awesome. painless. it's, like it's painless. Tell everybody it's painless. Oh, this is. <laughs> listen, I talk <laughs> all day long. So yeah, I was saying. You do this all the time. The only difference is we got a little record button. Yeah, that's all. It that's is, all man. good. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's great. It's great to to talk about every industry and see what everybody else is going through, and you know, all these all these uh, elements to everybody's business. So yeah. cool. Yeah, man. Thanks, Rob. That's Thank it. Thank you so much. Appreciate we're, it. We're out of here. Thanks, Angelina.